on SEN. Welcome to Moody on the Mic with Peter Moody, Roger Aldridge, Tom Haggart and Anthony Mither. As Peter Moody just makes his way into the studio after sucking down the latest Benson and Hedges... I'm Roger Aldridge. Welcome to another edition of Moody on the Mic, a Group 1 edition. It is the first Group 1 that we've been on air for this spring. It is, of course, the Maccabi Divas Stakes, one of the great horses of our generation, perhaps surpassed by one trained by Mr. Peter Moody. Moods, welcome. Great to be here again, isn't it, Rog? Thursday night. Uh... We've still got to get that 6pm slot off Sam McClure. We have. We've got to, we've got to bowl Sam Mytho's taken the mickey out of this. Someone you look can, like he can, he's, he's rushed in after he sucking looks down like the dart. DJ Peter Moody, and he can't he, he can't work out the headset because you've given yourself four seconds before we've gone to air. The professionalism of this man knows no bounds, Rog. Sorry to cut in. No, 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 absolutely. And and welcome to you, Anthony Mithen, and also to like the resident <laughs> resident Rayman Tom. Hey, good day, Tom. Hello, I'll just I'll put in a little bit of time as Peter Moody still tries to work out this headphone issue. It's really quite impressive. A man so good with a racehorse, having so much issues with <laughs> well, a very basic headphone. Well, Tom, as we know, technology isn't his greatest. Uh, he's not he's not great with technology. Oh, don't we know it? As we know, with the Ladbrokes, if you go to the Ladbrokes website or Ladbrokes app, it's a magnificent form guide. So much Ladbrokes form there, right at your fingertips. Uh, but um, but Peter Moody insists. We're sorted. We're sorted. We've got them on. Yeah. On we, me, Mitho even, I was called into action here today. We went on a, a scouting mission to get Moody's best bets. It's just embarrassing, Peter. I mean, if you need to find a news agent and get yourself organised and bring in your own best bets. I'll just, I'll just go through. Well, if, well listen, if, hang on. If hang we on, can. Hang on. I live in South Belgrave. I'm 30 kilometres outside the second biggest city in Australia. We do not have a paved road. We do not have running water. We do not have sewerage. We do not have gas. And we do not have the internet. Why are you 30, kilo- 30 kilometres outside the second you biggest city You should be peddling for your electricity. So anyone that votes for these incompetent turds that <laughs> run our social society, get up to South Belgrave, one of the greatest little suburbs in Australia... And get something happening instead of hugging trees, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> all, you want, all they want to do is plait their hair. What's that? Dreadlocks and hug trees. This is what we want to move so, in the so, political so, comment. Get a bit of bitchman. Get so, a bit of gas and get a and bloody, get the best bets and get a news agency that hasn't closed down because some multinationals put them out of work. Look after the locals, okay. you buggers. But what okay. about the pressure and, that you put our our our, uh, our esteemed leader under when oh, when you know uh, uh, give. He, we're back uh, at Thursday and Best Bets is in the stores. This is a text message from Rog to me. Gra- <laughs> grab your own and, and take a look before tonight, please, guys. No, it, that was so, actually to both of you. Yeah. yeah. You, do you yeah. want to read my reply? Yeah, <laughs> no, I will read you. It was uh, something wanting to uh, do yeah. certain things to myself. You would think uh, no. I live, <laughs> then, you would then, think I live no, 200 that's, that's kilometres. Fair There's no. not even a news agent in South Melbourne that we could find. Well, <laughs> best yeah, bets well, all, all these multinationals have put all the local... Hard-working Australian people out of work. Everyone goes to all these big joints where they got every bloody thing, and the local butcher shop, the local news agents—they've had to close down where just we used move. to be able to get our best bets. But for those who do have the internet, you can just head to ladbrokes.com.au. Magnificent form guide there, and I know uh, myself, Rainman, Mitho—we all use that, and that's yeah. fine. Moods, I, I, you, I don't the, have the internet, but that's exactly right. And your old school appeal, your old school charm, is why we love you. Let's move on now. 
to. Uh, Jeez, he's fired up. He's, he's because this is, fire with fire. We we are my attack out on him. <laughs> we are all about. We're prepared. <laughs> I know you did. That's why I stopped you. We've got to move on. We'll be here till nine o'clock. <laughs> we don't. We won't just need to knife McClure. We'll need to knife whoever comes after. Uh, let's move on now because uh, obviously we get the big names here on Moody on the Mic tonight. In, coming up very shortly, actually, we've got the trainer of Mystic Journey, Adam Trinder, joining us live from the Spirit of Tasmania. Uh, this will be an put a bit of mayo on that. He's not. A, he's not actually on the spirit. He's of on the spirit of Tasmania. <laughs> he is not. He's on. He's the, on the boat. That is why we've brought him forward to seven fifteen from seven thirty. <laughs> because got to be joking. The boat departs about that time. We didn't want to get too far from the shore with the mobile reception loser. He's on the boat with Mystic Journey. We, well, can I ask him during that interview? And please remind me not to forget. Um, we need a we need a selfie. Uh, we need Adam Trinder to send us a selfie, and we'll put we'll it. We'll put up it on out on the Labros we'll, Twitter. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. absolutely. But on the big names, it's not – I mean, we we got Adam Trinder on this week, but surely in our second last edition of the spring, the Melbourne Cup weekend, surely we can get Taylor Swift on. Mm. <laughs> that, that is – that has sent every – Died in the wall, SEN listener, off the road. That's the first time commercial music's been played on SEN. Surely we can get Taylor Swift on Moody on the Mic, or if not if not the radio version moods, surely we just do our, you know, the the original Moody on the Mic, the track work edition. Surely we get Tay-Tay down a track work. I mean, her and James Cummings, they could vie for the best-dressed person at track work. Yeah, no. Well, my daughters have already asked me this evening for tickets <laughs> to Melbourne no Cup Day. Taylor Swift. So, what happened to Slim? No, he's dead. Chad Morgan's dead. <laughs> Willie Nelson's still alive? Willie's still going. He's still think. kicking. Yeah, Willie's still Dolly kicking. Dolly Parton. Yeah, we'll Willie, do, I thought Willie flew into a... No, didn't no, Willie didn't, fly a plane into somewhere? No, what, into a hill? Yeah. No, no, uh, no. Must be the wrong country music singer. <laughs> you blokes no, no, like are starting to sound like you just got off his tour bus. <laughs> so, what are we going to have Taylor singing the Australian national anthem as they go out well, on no, the track? I'd, or? I'd say she's 100 to 1 to be singing that, but <laughs> she'll certainly be. I know Tom's lovely wife, Emily,'s already been. Hounding it. She, she's got she's got to call up to Ladbrokes Cox Plate and she's already trying already to cash it in for already the Already bitter. She like, knows I won't be at Melbourne Cup, Dave. It doesn't matter. She's easily happy to cash me in for Taylor Swift. But I think I reckon Taylor, they'll do a tip before the race. Some roughly will win the Melbourne Cup at 50 to 1 and Taylor will be on. You two, watch. You watch. Two two great moves. I've got a credit where it's due. Two great moves by the VRC this week. And that has been moving Oaks to a twilight meet and, and, and getting Taylor Swift, the biggest name in world music at the moment. Uh, to perform at the Cup. Great stuff. It is a big coup when you think about it. I mean, she's she's the number one around the world. She's playing one concert from what we understand. Just just coming for the Melbourne Cup. Just coming for the Melbourne Cup. I reckon it's going to be worth a while. Oh, I'm sure. I reckon she's probably getting near Everest like money. I'm sure she's getting something out of it. And and what's more, but but at the same time, you've got to want to do it. When you're Taylor Swift, I don't think money's really. You know, it's not really an issue. Not really. She's, she's, not, seen, she's, she's, she's heard about the richest handicapped two-mile race in the world. And seen the social pages. And well, to get down here and, uh, you know. I think that's true, though. Yeah, I, no, I, like, sure. I'm not, I don't think the racing's going to really tickle her fancy, but certainly the event, uh, uh, she would know about the event, and that's that's where we're at. It's, it's not just big in the sporting world, in the racing world. It is big as an international event. And I reckon she'll want to get over to Caulfield before the race and uh, check out Peter Moody's statue. I don't know. <laughs> 
She want a selfie with her, I reckon. Oh, Tom, Tom, Tom. Uh, <laughs> well, no, let's move on to the racing now. And obviously, uh, we, we just touched on the Everest. Red Zell winning the Concord Stakes of the weekend. Looks absolutely primed for the Everest. Karen McAvoy's come out this week, uh, said he's going to ride Red Zell in the Everest over Classic Legend, who also trialed magnificently on Monday. Um, it's a fair old steer. And a horse to win this race three years in a row would put him just, and I mean just, I haven't done this. I did fail maths. I think it puts him just behind Winks in terms of prize money, which when you consider the domination that Winks had over a long period of time, for Red Zell to come out when basically just go bang, bang, bang. Thanks very much, fellas. Thanks for coming there. No, listen, a, a great effort. And you've got to congratulate Kieran on his uh, loyalty there to Red Zell. You wonder whether that's probably played a big part in The other side of that story is possibly one of the greatest racing comebacks in a long, long time is Nash Rewilla now mm. picks up the ride on Classic Legend or Classic Legend. And what sort of form is Nash Rewilla in uh, since he's got back? He was going to domicile himself here in Victoria with his family and he decided at the last minute, I think Blake Shin going to Hong Kong and a few other issues, back to Sydney. And, he didn't leave uh, the family behind, though, did he? No, 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 no. And absolutely flying. Just it's, it's like he hasn't missed a beat. It's like, you know, he... Previous to when he left to go to Hong Kong, he yep. was stable rider for Gay Waterhouse, who was absolutely flying at the time, and he's just slotted straight back in, unbelievably. He, he must have done a power of work to to have his body ready for the rigours of uh, r- not only not only riding on a on a Saturday and a Wednesday, but the the track work that would have been involved yeah. for him to get those rides and get the trust of those trainers back again for those trainers to say. Geez, Nash is keen. He's he's he, he might that, be that well in his forties. Queuing up now. Oh, absolutely. You'd 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 let him ride a broomstick, wouldn't yeah, you? He's sure. he's going super. So he's just such a good judge of pace as well. You want him on a front row. That's why him and Gay were the perfect combination. They'd roll forward. They he just perfect judge of pace. And in a close finish, I don't think there's any better. I think he and in those close finish, he lifts he them over the line. Them, he yeah. really does lift them over the line. Yeah. He's an absolute gun. He's the he's the old and the new enforcer like El Dipman. Yeah, of of two decades ago, that's Nash Rewilla all over. And uh, one horse that just about needed lifting over the line on Saturday, Libertini, get went around a, a mm. dollar ten. Uh, we spoke about her last week, and you know she she does look perhaps the next big thing. She comes out on the weekend, and it was hard in your mouth stuff. Yeah, I was at a Ladbrokes Lounge in the Valley, and I know that there were a lot of punters that had taken her clearly through uh, every multi they had for the weekend, and they were um. They were very, very worried. Yeah, a little tight, that way. little tight yeah. around the sphincter. Just but uh, very, the, very the, tight. I, I was, I was in the Aussie Nash Hotel opposite the Gabba, just what preparing for. <laughs> so I knew Rayman to get a reaction there. Tom's his like, favourite, his local. local. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I told all I was with, we're about to see the best horse in Australia. This is going to be really exciting. And uh, had to had to eat my words afterwards with uh, the the racing illiterate saying to me, "Well, if that's the best horse in Australia, why didn't it win by length of the straight? It it, it just fell in, didn't it?" But it was uh, look. It did enough to win, and uh, uh, second up syndrome maybe moods. Uh, uh, I'm still prepared to say she's top shelf. Well, I think the wind was probably a big issue there at Randwick. They all struggled to make ground, but Seymour stating where we were on Saturday afternoon. I was actually at Jubilee Park, Ringwood, South Belgrave Football Netball Club. There they go. Three men's nineteens reserves and seniors. He was pedalling out the back for the, for the first electricity. Time in seventy three <laughs> years. Really, and we won the lot. We've got the lot. Go the Saints. South Belgrave Saints. 
We haven't got power, sewage, water or anything. <laughs> got a we're hell of a football we're team, though. gun football club and netball club. So uh, get a bit of that in here. That's um, South Belgrave Saints. It's unfortunately my, my Mansfield footy club playing the Golden Valley League where Kyburn has just uh, only lost one game in four years. No one else stands a chance, unfortunately. Nah, well, so maybe we need to get, head down South Belgrave way. The, yeah. We saw the inevitable also at Moody Valley oh. on Saturday. Uh, Tom tipped that as his best bet. I've got a couple of mates from Tassie in the ownership there. They were very, very nervous. But, jeez, what a run by oh, the inevitable. Was nothing enormous? To be, nothing to be nervous about, Tom. The oh. tiny Tassie Tiger. We're going to mm. talk about the princess of Tasmania mm. on the well, pride the of two Tassie best, soon. Two but, best uh, horses in the Apple Isle, those yeah, two. phenomenal. And they're and, up there with the two best horses in the country. That was an enormous win into oh. the breeze. Just... It was so so good late. You you forgot to watch a couple other roses, did you? No, I think, but I think the inevitable was enormous. I wish they're now saying they're going to go to the Silver Eagle and the Golden Eagle. They're absolutely going to Sydney, yeah. But I think if he ran into Sir Rupert Clark, he wouldn't get much weight. He'd be very very tough to beat there. I think there there might be a Group One that's gone begging there, in my opinion. Is he on the boat backwards and forwards too? Yeah, he's been going home. So that's that's the issue with the Tasmanian horse, and we'll touch on base with this with Adam Trinder soon. Is the travelling over and back and what that takes out of them and. uh, how many times you can probably do it. Now, Adam's chosen this week, he's made a decision and made it public that he's going to return uh, Mystic Journey back to Tasmania. Uh, he was going to bring her over for this race and maybe stay here, but he's decided to take her home and she'll be domiciled and trained from home. So uh, the fact that she missed that early run in the Bletchingly now, I reckon is going to be a massive bonus for Adam. And we'll we'll touch on that. Uh, but uh, Scotty Brunton with uh, his, li- his little horse, he's decided he doesn't want to come back in two weeks. And he uh, is just, he is tiny. He's just pocket yeah. rocket, the inevitable. Yeah, not unlike his father, yeah, um, Dundee. Yeah. He, he wasn't a big horse at all. But this bloke could nearly walk under his father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a homesman in the fan stakes, of course, got the golden ticket into the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. He was a, a mighty run as well, Moose. Do you still think that going into a Cox Plate, I see he's in, obviously he's already qualified. He's in the race. So that's why he's into about 11 bucks with Ladbrokes. But do you still feel that... Uh, you said the winner of the Fiend Stakes was going to be nothing more than a speed bump in a, in a Cox Plate. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, well, listen, hindsight's a beautiful thing. The, the, the genuine weight for age horse won the race. Um, I'd be surprised if we see Holmesman again before the Cox Plate. He'll probably go straight there, uh, uh, sort of that Lloyd European sort of a feel and the way he goes about it. Um, was, it was it 100 slopes we had on that? It was 100 to 1, wasn't it? I can't recall. I 101 Holmesman. Holmesman in the Cox It's 250. Was it? No, yeah, you yeah. didn't take Holmesman. No, I just took the winner. The winner of the fan, yeah. The winner oh, of the I fan to win a... the – because oh, he was saying it was a speed yes. up. No, you're right. Yep. Right. Maybe well, they're actually going to take ha- – It hasn't won the Cox Plate yet, I believe. No, no, it hasn't. But yeah, it's no, – it, no. it's, well, Don't get excited. You know, well, no, you you just, just making sure if Mr. you want to hedge your bet at some stage. Mr. Quiggy. Uh, well, we can we can talk about no, him a bit I'm later on as well. Well, you. we're we're absolutely going to talk Mr. Quickie. We're going to talk to we're going to talk Mr. Quickie after the break with Adam Trinder because for the first time I think in Australian racing history, the part owners of one horse are going to interview the trainer <laughs> of another horse going into an Australian Group One race. Adam Trinder coming up after the break. You're on Moody on the mic, eleven sixteen SEN. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the mic. Welcome back to Moody on the mic. It's time to talk all things Group 1 racing. The Maccabi Devis Stakes, of course, the feature at Flemington this weekend. The short price favourite is Mystic Journey. Before we get uh, her trainer on the line, let's get a market from the resident Rayman, Tom Hackett. Mystic Journey, at no surprises, Rog, is the clear favourite. Open $2.05, <laughs> got out to two twenty five, back into two fifteen. Second line of betting is the market mover. Scars are just $6.00. 
into five dollars. The only other horse at single figure odds is Yucatan from the Lloyd Williams stable. It's nine dollars, and Mister Quickie for the boys with us in the stable is twenty six dollars. But Mystic Journey, the dominant favourite in Macavity Diva Stakes, betting with Labrox. and the trainer of Mystic Journey joins us live now from the Spirit of Tasmania, the Pride of Tasmania, also on board. Adam Trinder, welcome back to Moody on the mic. Thank you very much, gentlemen. How's uh, how are the waters tonight, Adam? Are you expecting smooth so, sailing? Really, What's the forecast? Really smooth and, and content at the moment. Uh, we haven't headed out through the heads, uh, obviously, but uh, forecast is good for a nice smooth trip, so hopefully that's the case. So we duck up to the bar and uh, kick back and have a relaxing Bogues. Do we have a Bogues on the Spirit of Tassie? What do we do, Adam? Bogues or Cascade? Bogues or Cascade? Well, I, I, I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm a bit of a Carlton draft man. Oh, wow. That's oh, <laughs> not very parochial. Because well, I know you're not, you're not allowed to say the C word up north in Tasmania, that being Cascade, and, uh, and you're not allowed to drink Bogues down in Hobart. So the fact that you drink Carlton, Adam, is just absolute blasphemy. Exactly right, uh, but we're trying. We're trying to take a little bit of Victorian money, so uh, <laughs> a little, little bit. bit give, didn't you in the All Star uh, Mile? Give, give, give a little bit back, yeah. And, and uh, mate, how is the princess? She's uh, probably twenty meters below you at the moment, uh, having a bit of a breather. But uh, you're pleased with the way she's done since a terrific effort uh, resuming in the Lawrence. Really happy, thanks, Mooj. Yeah, so we've just loaded up. Uh, we're just pulling away from the dock now, but uh, she's done really well. She's a month between runs, and I think that Lawrence runs brought her right on to where she needs to be. Uh, she she just had a had a nice little bit of maintenance on the grass there at Launceston on Tuesday morning, and uh, she's um she she's glowing about herself. She's really forward and buzzing, so she's she's going to run there and go there and give a really good account of herself. We know your sort of main target in being the Cox Plate is uh, well, what are we forty three or forty four days away? So. Uh, you know, there's a bit of water to go under the bridge there yet. And she's unbeaten at the mile at Flemington with a Guineas and an All-Star Mile victories. It, like, I, I know measuring and comparison and fitness levels is bloody impossible. People come up to 60 and 70 and 80%. I don't read into that. But are you, is she as forward as she has been going to the Flemington Miles previously? I think so. I, th- I think so. So it'll work. We're only a month away, and uh, I'm sure sure you you can you can appreciate uh, you can you can say they're they're a little bit below their best, but yeah, it's a Group One race, so, so she's wound up. Uh, she'll she'll continue to build into her preparation, but she probably won't get much better. To be perfect, perfectly honest with you, if if she's not at the top of her game now, she's uh, she's not going to be competitive in in the back end of October in a, in a Cox Plate. So. Uh, she's she's really forward. She's she's nearly 100% right, and she'll definitely be able to maintain that through to through to October 26. I trust. So um, yeah, she's going to give a really good account of herself. Just make sure you listen to the safety demonstration, Adam. Uh, there, but, uh, <laughs> life jacket, jackets and, under your seat. And actually, it was perfect timing because I was actually going to say, do you do you have concerns when you bring? The, the horse across the boat because when I moved back from Tasmania to Victoria, um, I got thrown out of my bunk on the spirit. Such was the high season bass straight, and uh, I, I'd, I'd just be a little bit worried. So I've I've had one uh, one rough night on on the on the spirit uh, back when I was a jockey traveling over, and it was the worst night I ever had. But fortunately, when when I've been traveling horses. I haven't had any issue whatsoever, so uh, 
yeah, hope, hopefully tonight's the same. But uh, it's a very simplistic, simplistic journey for us. Uh, I think it can be overstated. Uh, it's, it's the same as the horses that are travelling over from Adelaide uh, to, to run a Flemington this week. So she, she's on the same course to travel, effectively. Do, do horses get seasick, Adam? Not to my knowledge. Uh, we, we have a lot of movement of horses into our yard, obviously, and sort of the vast majority come come from Victoria, and, and I haven't witness, witnessed any, to be perfectly honest with you. You're not down there with them, though, eh, Adam? Hey, eh? Not no, sleeping next to no. them. No, exactly right. And uh, Mood used to always travel here by boat. Uh, he was he was never a plain man when he when he came to Tasmania and used to plunder all all of our uh, prize <laughs> money. So <laughs> I think it works quite well. Adam, looking forward to the race on Saturday. Mystic Journey drawn barrier ten. Showed a bit of tactical versatility during her career to date. Where do you think she's going to get in the run on Saturday? So it'll be really interesting. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a race that's going to hold high tempo. It uh, could be potentially a muddling run race. Obviously, the two chances are drawn either side of a scales of justice inside and Hartnell outside. So might be a little bit of a game of cat and mouse, to be honest with you. I, I would expect that she'll trail scales of justice and Hartnell will trail her uh, where that is in the run. I would probably expect uh, she would be seventh or eighth in the run, uh, and hopefully, hopefully with good cover and and hopefully on the back of scales justice. So we'll just see how it works out. When you're looking at your main rivals for this race, Adam, where do you rate Mister Quickie? Of course, part owned by our, our esteemed colleagues here, Anthony Mithard and Peter Moody. Answer very carefully here, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> So he's he's been fantastic. Uh, he's gone there and done done a job the same same as our filly has. So uh, if uh, same as all, if they don't win another race, they don't own their owe their ownership group anything. But uh, I would expect that he'd be improving off the back of this run moving forward out out to a Caulfield Cup. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's had one run at Flemington in his uh, thirteen starts. It was first up in his in his eventual Derby winning preparation over 1400 and he he got the job done moods and beat age of chivalry it's like mr quickie 13 starts they're quite similar mystic journey 14 starts 11 wins the only difference is about two and a half million in prize money correct yeah Um, yeah sort of might be a bit more to be honest mystic journey's way and uh, adam we we read with interest in the press this week you've decided to take your bonny little girl home she obviously thrives at home there's nothing like waking up in your own bed um you know, you feel obviously it's going to be probably three trips over and back before the grand final of Cox Plate. She's obviously copes with it well. You must be very confident that there's no dramas there. I think it's the best way to go with her, and uh, I think your adjective there, you're more comfortable at home in your own bed, holds really true. Um, I think I think when I view her there, Tony McAvoy, he does everything uh, that he can to to keep everything as comfortable for her as as possible. But uh, she's probably more of a guest there. Uh, she's very prim and proper, whereas opposed to home, uh, she walked out of a box this morning with manure all up the side of her face. Uh, <laughs> she 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 holds well the P's and Q's when <laughs> she holds the P's and Q's when she's at Tony's at Flemington, but at home she's quite happy to put the feet on the coffee table and, and kick back and relax. So I just think she's more content and uh, relaxed. So it's, if, if it's not broken, we're not going to try and fix it.
And uh, Adam, I noticed, you know, that when we put the tweet out yesterday that you were going to be joining the show, the engagement from the Tasmanian folk was fantastic. They're all excited, no doubt, tuning in on the SEN app down there in Tassie. But how do you how are you going sharing the spotlight? Because Mystic Journey's been the star of Tasmanian racing for six or so months now, and they're now all of a sudden Scotty Brunton's got the inevitable on the scene, and two of the best horses in the country. Ah, uh, exactly right. Sort of uh, the. the Tasmanian horses are really going out there and doing a job and uh, sort of Scotty's probably one-eyed to head to the Golden Eagle, uh, which, gee, by geez, I, I would think he's going to be really competitive in that, the, the inevitable. So if uh, if that could come to fruition for the boys down south there at Hobart and, and the inevitable winner, a Golden Eagle, it, it'd be a fair accomplishment. Uh, Mystic Journey's won an all-star mile there the richest mile race in the world that Melbourne's put on. And uh, then, then you come up with a golden eagle. If a, if a Tasmania could win that. Um, That's the GNP of Tasmania. <laughs> My word. <laughs> that, I mean, that would be some achievement. And and what, what do you reckon it would do for just the, the, the I suppose, the whole feel of, of racing in the state? So I think it think it'd give a a lift, probably probably externally uh, and internally from a business perspective. Our business probably hasn't uh, hasn't improved a lot off the off the back hasn't of Mystic Journey's performances. No, we received a lot of interest from syndicators and so forth. Uh, should we look to branch out and set up a satellite stable in Melbourne? Uh, so there's there's been a lot of promises uh, that it'd be able to substantiate itself and and move on. But uh, from from a local perspective, probably hasn't grown much, uh, which which is potentially disappointing to to a certain extent uh, because I think Tasmanian Racing's heading in the right direction. Uh, we've we've got a new captain of the ship and he's doing doing really positive things behind the scenes for racing here in Tasmania. Um, so hopefully uh, moving forward into the next six months, we, we can see some, some improvement and more involvement. So would you come to Victoria? Would you Have you contemplated that seriously? It's, it's definitely an option, sort of, and it's always been in the, in the back of my mind, but I just questioned whether it would take away from our Tasmanian results uh, because I thought I'd be pulling our best sort of 10 or 12 horses out of Tasmania, and what does that leave me here, here as such? But... Uh, with uh with the support that's been been advised that could potentially be there uh I'm probably only pulling three or four out of Tassie and uh having having a group of new horses so everything's on ice until post Cox Plate and uh then we'll, then we'll assess our options moving forward off the back of that and of course there is about to be an uptick in Tasmanian racing not only obviously Ladbrokes have jumped on board as a major sponsor of Tasmanian racing with the Greyhounds harness and and the thoroughbreds but Myself and uh, and the Rain Man were down there uh, last Thursday at uh, what's now called Ladbrokes Park Elwick uh, in Hobart, relaying of the track. It's a, we got a, a grand tour, a very in-depth tour. And, uh, I mean, having a, a top-shelf track, uh, I'd imagine is going to do great things for Tasmanian racing as well. Uh, exactly right. We, we, we need another first-class grass facility. Uh, Launceston's fantastic. It's, uh, it's a Strathair track with very similar dimensions to to Mooney Valley there. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic facility, but, uh, through throughout our winter months, uh, we, we struggle. We, we can't rely on the one, one turf track there. So, uh, if, if they, if they get Hobart right, uh, it's, it's going to move racing forward in a really positive regard. 
Well, they can put all the grass they like on a track, Adam, but nothing will improve racing like a good horse, and uh, you're blessed to have one uh, coming over for the weekend. So, uh, mate, the very best of luck. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time. Safe travels tonight. Let's hope the wind doesn't get up. It doesn't get too choppy for you, and uh, you and your bonny little girl arriving in A1 shape. Thanks, gentlemen. I'll go and have a Carlton draft. Yeah. <laughs> not too many. Not too many. You've got a big race they, on Saturday. They only want you to run second, Adam. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam. Well done, mate. Adam, Good luck. Boys. See you Saturday. Adam Trinder there. He's second time on Moody on the mic. We haven't had him and James Cummings return performers, but uh, obviously a huge race ahead of us. We're going to chat some more big racing after the break. You're on Moody on the mic. 11.16 SEN. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the Mic. Welcome back to Moody on the Mic. Before we move on to the other big races in both Rose Hill and also at Flemington on Saturday, boys, we better get a tip for the Maccabi Devil Stakes from you guys. Now, obviously, it's a vested interest as part owners of Mr. Quickie, but if you can see through that, which moves you're probably more of a chance to see through that than uh, than Mytho. But uh, if you can see through that, where where are you looking? I'm with the bonny little filly Mystic Journey or Mare now. Uh, I've been with her about the last four, and she's uh, you know she just keeps lifting the bar. So uh, no concern about the gate. Uh, no, no. It's an Anthony Darman has done a great job on this mare, and uh, you know I think she'll be too good again. God give Mister Quickie strength. Uh, he's in great shape, and uh, if one knocks her off, I hope it's him. No, I just can't see um, Mr. Quickie getting beaten, to be honest. I mean, he's, uh, his first he's up record. He's your Rosemont Ruffy, folks. His first up record, terrific. You know, first up, last prep, he, he won at this trip, at uh, not this trip, at this track, over 1,400. He's had one go at the track. That was it. Uh, he's he's uh, He should have should be undefeated at a mile. He won the Mornington Guineas, and then he just got nutted. Weight pulled him back in, uh, in that race at Caulfield last preparation. He's won nine of 13. Just said a quick tip, Mytho. Yeah, come on, Mytho. Wind Mr. it up, mate. Push on. Mr. Quickie. Okay. Rain Man? I'm with Mystic Journey. All the reasons oh, that move. But I also think the horse that is over the odds is not Mr. Quickie. It's Humidor. $21. He's four from six, second up. He does have that ability to, on his day, can go to a level that challenges the very best horses in the country, as we see, as we saw when he almost beat Winks. He's won this race before. I think $21. He's each way, good each way bet. But Mr. Qu- uh, sorry, Mystic, Mystic Journey is the horse to beat. Yeah, well, what did you think of him first up, Humidor? Oh, he's flat, but he's generally flat first up. He normally takes that big step second up. He's, he's always a horse. He's inconsistent. But his high, his highest rating performances are, would be good enough to win this race. So if he gets close to his best, he can give the best horse in this race a genuine scare. Fair coin. You got Hardnell there as well. He rarely runs a bad way. Scars of Justice has been the biggest mover, six in a five, and the money didn't fail last time when he uh, won a couple of weeks ago. I think he was seven dollars into three ninety, but it's on the jumped and, and landed. Anyway, let's move on now to. Uh, Who uh, I'm with Mystic Journey, but I, but that's purely because I don't want to shoot Bambi, and I'm you know I love to see the Tassie horses. Win. Big big watch Yucatan too. That turn of foot and that Herbert Power, even at that trip, if he can translate that turn of foot anywhere near that in a mile race, he's going to be running big as well. 
Uh, Tom, market four or run to the roofs? Exceedance is the clear favourite, Rog. $2.30, out to, into two ten, back out to two twenty now. Bivouac, who we beat last start at a short price, is $4.20. Yes, 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 returns, it's $5.50. Dawn Passage, first up winner in the Rose Body, is $6.50. You've got a horse, the quality of Prince Farwas, who won the JJ Atkins, is $16. Only eight horses in this field, but it's an absolutely outstanding race. I'm back to Prince Farwas for the Guinea, so I'm just hoping for a nice run here to lead into the Guineas. Uh, moods, Bivouac, have we worked out how to say it yet? Ah, oh, bivouac, bivouac. It's, a, it's probably a little like the Concord, isn't it? Small, select. It's good for Very good racing. Yeah. No speed humps to get in the way. And hopefully all horses are going to get their chance. Well, it's uh, most crowned $126. A, a terrific race. And, and, and we've seen uh, bivouac trounce them, trounce them here at Caulfield, went to Sydney and got trounced by Exceedance. Now, uh, hopefully we're going to get better conditions there in Sydney on Saturday. What are we looking at the track there? Good four at the moment, and uh, weather does look pretty good, so hopefully we are on quite mm. a firm surface. So Bivouac will improve probably on top of the ground. Exceedance, will he be flattened a little bit by that heavy track performance? Uh, that's, but he, he looks superb. Um, you know, Dawn Passage, how can you take away from his first up win? Super, mm. so... And uh, the toppy, well, he looks like, is is he going to be the type of three-year-old that could lob into a cox plate? Prince Farwas. Uh, it's a very exciting race. I, I can't put my finger on one of these. I'm just going to sit back a bit like the Concord last week and really take this race in with a future viewpoint to uh, the spring going forward. Yep. Dan, it, it defines a few of them here too, doesn't it? I reckon uh, whether you go down the Guineas path or you, or you stick to a, a Golden Rose and then freshen for a Coolmore. So um, I'll be looking for that information more so than having a bet. But uh, if I was forced to uh, to back one, I, Dawn Passage, I mean, the horses done nothing wrong, was was terrific first up. I just worry a bit. Exceedance got the, uh, the, the, the highest time form rating of... Um, of a, a horse uh, in the San Domenico of the last 15 years. And I, I went back and had a look at the times and it wasn't particularly flattering. It was, it was okay time for, for a wet track. Uh, I just wonder whether visually he's, he's looked very good. A couple of those starts, particularly that maiden and when we might be overestimating him, I want to see him do it on a dry track and, and put a feel like this to the sword. So I, I, I wouldn't be, I'd, I'd be just steady on him and uh, bivouac just cause I can say it. Yeah, I think Bivouac <laughs> at the 420. I'm willing to ju- dive in there. If, if we look at starting price profiles, it started the last time they met. It was a dollar thirty shot. Obviously, yeah. had the heavy track there. Did get a whack a few times as well. I think he could still be a star in the making. Bivouac exceedance, no knock on it whatsoever. Prince Farwas, that'd be a very interesting watch. We've seen the horses come out of that. JJ Atkins in recent years, the Autumn Sun, Press Statement, Zoo Star, Brazen Bow, have all and t- turned out to be superstars. So it's a very strong form reference. But I think it. Four dollars twenty. I'm happy to have a, a good a good crack at bivouac here. That was my thoughts exactly, Ray. Man, I I just think that if you look at the price discrepancy now, it's probably worth having a bit of a a go at bivouac at, at a pretty reasonable price. Let's move on now. Let's head to headquarters uh, and the Dane Hill Rain Man. What's the market doing there? Uh, the uh, Spring Stakes winner Dallasan is the three dollars favourite. McNeil Stakes winner Super Seth on the second line of betting at three dollars fifty. Dubious, or as Moods like to say, Dubois is on the third line of betting but at seven dollars fifty. I've still 50. got it. I've still got it from that Moody on the mic. Uh, the track work one we did. Move with, on. Move I, I've still. I thought it was Dubois because Dubois. I've got that in my bloody head. Mm. Uh, dubious. Depends where you live. Well, if you live in South, South Belgrave, he's a, he's a, where you don't have running water, it's bloody Dubois. He's of dubious education, so I can see why he yeah. went with Dubois. Yeah. Not the only one. Liar has been scratched, so it was uh, scratched this afternoon. It's going to be oh. saved for another day. 
And that does leave for me, Dallasan is clearly the horse to beat here. Beat Scales of Justice pretty convincingly in that spring stakes in Adelaide. That form obviously franked by Scales of Justice in the Memsey stakes. It's on, it could be anything, this horse, Dallasan. And I think Super Seth at 350, that McNeil stakes form, I think it'll be a decent race, but it probably had all the favours there. It was probably lucky to win that race. A few of the horses behind it didn't have a huge uh, huge, huge amount of luck in running. So I think Dallasan have to handle the Flemington straight, which is always a bit of a question mark with these three-year-olds. But I think on pure talent, it's definitely the horse to beat. I'm going to stay out of this one because my best bet's in this race, and you'll get that after the break. Ooh, and it ain't the favourite. Well, he he's a very exciting horse, and at the moment he looks like, uh, you know, the one that can <laughs> challenge <laughs> Delisant. Yes. Uh, he looks like the one that can challenge maybe the Sydney siders that probably seem to have the wood on the Victorian form at the moment. Uh, the thing about this race against the run to the roses is we're coming down the straight. Some horses just genuinely don't handle it. Uh, the other thing with Dallas Ann, Raquel Clark. Uh, she's South Australia's leading rider, very little exposure to Victoria. Leon McDonald, Andrew Glyce have shown unbelievable loyalty. They're bringing her over. Uh, Craig Williams rode him in the size produce. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a big, big uh, not a big risk, but it's a big undertaking for this young lady. And uh, she gets her opportunity here. So I'm really excited to see how this horse goes. He does look outstanding. and uh, um, But unfortunately, these straight races, not always the best horse wins. I like the jockey appointment. I, uh, I really like that they've just said, listen, you, this horse runs for you. You're on it. And, and don't worry about the opposition. I think he will prove to be one of the best three-year-old Colts in the land on Saturday, Dallas. And I, I think he's he's outstanding and his form says that. And he should be $2 for mine. I mean, you you you, you look at at what Scales of Justice has gone on and done. I think we're just looking at it thinking, did we did that really happen? And and you talk about the Sydney. Why are the, horses, the Sydney horses any better than Dallas Ann or what Super Seth has thrown out already? The danger for me is dubious with blinkers on. I reckon... That that's the key to that horse and worked in the blinkers two weeks ago, scratched up, taken a very particular path with this horse, uh, owned it, owned, owned uh, in stud interest. They would be protecting him beyond belief. And I reckon he could, if it favours that the, the, the flat side rather than the grandstand side, uh, drawn from one, I, I reckon Dubious could be the, the, the blowout at $10. Tom, were you with Dallasan? Yeah, I'm definitely with Dallasan. I think I'm with Myth. I think it should be shorter than the current price. Very keen at the $3. All right, Mitch Marsh and uh, Peter Siddle both coming to the Australian team for Travis Head and and also Mitchell Stark. That starts at 8 o'clock. We're going to take a break on Moody on the mic. We're going to return with our best bets for our Group 1 Saturday on 11.16 SEN. On SEN, you're listening to Moody on the mic. And Captain Tim Payne has won the toss. The Aussies will bowl first in the fifth and final Ashes tests. That is not our best bets. Our best bets are coming up. And last week in the return of Moody on the mic, the best bets, we went... Yeah, how'd we go? Two wins. Two, uh, two wins. Two wins, a fourth, fourth. and a, no and a, result. And a naught for me. Oh, Volkstock and Barrel at 50 to 1. Fourth. Ran fourth. We, and we, we just went the yeah, place. Well, that's like dancing with your sister. It feels good, but, but no uh, result. Uh, 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 so... I love how you're making this all about you when I tipped the winner at $8.50. No, no, I was about to say, yeah. you, you got yours up. Right $8.50. How did you go, Raymond? Yeah, Dean Neville did the job well. So who let us down in the end? This, you oh, and there I, are four you of and us. I. You and I. 
Peter. We, we could have cashed out if we got... and mythos. We could have cashed out at the last. Moods and mythos. Move on. <laughs> we look to the future. Okay, we well, our best bets for this week. Let's kick off with Mr. Peter Moody. Who do you like, Moods? Oh, well, I'm going to be very, very boring this week. I'm going to go with... Uh, Katie Queen at $1.85. <laughs> uh, Mystic Journey. Oh, Captain Obvious. Give them something. As they, the old saying goes, Mytho, you don't go broke back and win us. Give the punters something. Well, come on. Let's find another 50 to 1 shot that runs fourth and give the punters <laughs> nothing. Come on. Come on. Come on. Up to the no, mark. Dulcify Stakes, race five at Rose Hill, a true detective. I think he's a very, very smart horse, and I think he's got the shaping of a group one horse. So what, are you going to leave the hobbles on Castlevecchia? Him. You see his trial? Yeah. Well, I haven't been particularly impressed with Castle. Second trial was better. Second trial was a it lot was, better. It was better. The first, I just would like to see him do it. And right. first up, 1,500. I think it might be just a nice little pipe opener for Castle Vecchio down the, th- down the outside third to True Detective. This horse has stamped himself as a future star, Peter. Lovely. Rain Man, uh, you got the inevitable home last week at the Valley. Who do you like? I'm going to Flemington race three, the Exford Plate. Roger, with Missile Mantra, ran all the fastest closing sectionals in the McNeil Stakes first up at Caulfield. Was not given a shot in that race. It was a genuine barrier trial. I think down the uh, at Flemington we much well, better. Were you suited. suggesting that horse didn't run on its merits? It ran on its merits, uh, moves, but just it was never given a chance the way the track was playing that day. Please don't get me in trouble. Oh, just sort of, no, just, no, just asking the question. No, there. Don't get me As in a trouble form assessor, well, I'm just checking in the form in England. I love that obvious training run. <laughs> is in the form guide quite often in England. Well, I wouldn't call it that, but it definitely wasn't. It didn't have every chance in the run. Call it how you see it, Raymond. Yeah, Don't pull f- punches here. It'll be flying home. $4.50, I think, it's well and truly over the odds. I think it might be a proper 1,000 guineas horse. Yeah, all right. I'm going one at big odds this week. I like the Kiwi form first up in Australia and uh, your deal, race five, number one, at Flemington, the son of it's a, or son Th- of Dun Deal. $13. $13. Best bet of the day. Has uh, Its last two runs have both been group one wins. Has one over the distance. Has one on Good, heavy, soft tracks. I think it's uh, a reasonable each-way bet, uh, but uh, $13, certainly a nice price. Yeah, well, it gets down the straight. You would think Hayes, Hayes and Downing might, have, might have had a little exposure down the straight to Absolutely. it, Flemington quite possibly. So uh, Give it a good run-up at Euroa maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. I normally like to put Roger's tips, but I think that's actually quite a good each-way well, bet. wouldn't so have credit, put after I got him on Credit rates due, Rog. Credit rates yeah. due. That's one. We'll give you two for the, to start the season. Oh, well, let's hope so. I can uh, I can get that home, but Mister Quickie, obviously uh, the best of luck to you boys this weekend. Uh, my my second best bet of the weekend, and uh, may we pay tribute that it'll be standing room only at Danny Frawley's funeral. Uh, he was a, a friend of uh, all of ours, and um, he will be very much missed in uh, the racing fraternity. Not not often not often known that Danny uh, his real passion and love um, second love uh, was was racing and. He had a pre-training uh, facility up there with his uh, beautiful wife, Anita, in Ballarat, and he was dedicated to that, and um, we will all miss him greatly. Here, here, and we've got actually uh, a horse that Danny is associated with called Is the Barman, going round uh, with Philip Stokes uh, on, is it tomorrow? No, Geelong? Is Geelong the barman. On, on Sunday. Sunday. Geelong on yep. Sunday. Is the Barman. Danny and Anita have had a lot to do with this horse, and... Uh, and uh, well, I reckon Danny will be smiling on us and going to kick him home for us. So he's a racing on, god. Yeah. Yeah, hear, hear on everything you said there, and uh, certainly uh, condolences to the friends and family there. It was a very sad week in uh, sport. It was indeed. And also we lost a terrific racehorse trainer in Russell Cameron, a very quite unassuming character that was very good at his craft. So, he was a beauty, uh, Russell. Russell Cameron also. Yeah, Absolutely.
Uh, on a slightly different note, of course, if you did miss any of tonight's show or you want to catch up on previous episodes, you can find them both at uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or just uh, the Ladbrokes Twitter will fire them out tomorrow. But give us a follow, give us a review. We love being here. We love doing this show and we'll be here all spring right up to Zipping Classic Day. Thank you very much, guys. Oh, no, it's been our pleasure, Roger. Thanks for having us in. Great to be here, team. And Roger's come up with a little, uh, what, what do you call this? What do you, what do you want a punchline? Yeah. Tagline. Tagline. Be what good, we, what, be healthy, back plenty of winners, and let fast horses run fast. On SEN, Moody on the mic.